Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Try and help people first. We know you want the deal. I want the deal. But we're dealing with people who are in trouble. They come to us, it's not because they want to be there. So it's very important to have empathy. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Rich Frierson. Rich is joining us from Washington, D.C. He is a full-time music publisher and is focused on multifamily in the Bronx and Mount Vernon areas of New York. Rich has acquired a number of properties through short sales. Rich, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? Oh, man, I feel great. This is a great moment for me because when I started getting into flipping, this was one of the shows that I would listen to, to just get in the flow of the ideas and the concepts and stuff like that. So I feel really good about being here. That's awesome. And it's our pleasure to have you, man. So before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background? and what you're focused on now. Sure. So my background is actually in the music business for several years since I was 16. So from 1994 to 2008, I was a hitman. That's one of the staff producers for Bad Boy Entertainment. There I worked on all of the albums that were released from there, from the No Way Out Diddy album, Press Play, all of Diddy's albums, the Notorious B.I.G., Faith Evans, The Locks, Mace, all of those great records. All the East Coast legends. Yes, 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 nice. yes. And I worked with some West Coast guys too. I got to work with Ice Cube, which was a great experience. And I also worked with DMX, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and so many others. All right. So you know this is a real estate show, right? Right, 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 how, right. How did you right. get into real estate, man? It sounds like you had a great career. Oh, man. A lot great of fun. Listen, great career. I couldn't have dreamed of a better experience. But luckily, a lot of music people, they go through the cycle of success and go into different things. And an older mentor of mine, he was into real estate and he recommended that I look into 
flipping houses and I went in one ear and out the other. And then one day I just happened to be with him and he had a closing. He made $300,000 off of this one deal. And after that, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, where do I sign up? And I actually found that because of my music industry experience, there was a lot of good things I had. I had some advantages uh, to getting houses. And that was because in the music business, we go through a cycle of success. One year we'll, we'll make a million dollars, but the next year we'll make 800,000, but sometimes we'll still spend like we made the million dollars. And then after five years of that, you just get in the jam. So I found that there was like a little market of high-end homes from people that were in the entertainment that ran into trouble. So I decided to become a short sales specialist. Oh man, listen, one thing that's cool about music people is they understand transactions with high money up front. So I would work out deals with them where I would give them some money to take over the property and then negotiate the short sales. And these were super high-end properties and I was able to work out with the banks some really low buys. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. So Rich, let's go through one of these examples. You've got an artist who overspent on a house, can't afford it. Do they come to you or do you already know this is going on? I put the word out. Okay. And a lot of times their accountants will come to me or their attorneys. It wouldn't necessarily be them, but they'll be like, hey, you should talk to Rich about this. He might be able to help you. My guy and can't afford lot, this. You need to go help him out. Right. And a lot of times it, it may not even be that they can't afford it, but it's like divorce is a big thing. You know, okay. divorce happens. And once the main person leaves, the wife can't afford it anymore. So then they will bring me in. So I would come in and try and figure out a win-win situation for all of us. Do you approach the lender? Yes. So you obviously have to have a conversation with the homeowner. So you've got yes. to win them over on your solution. You have to get their Straight permission up. to go to the lender. What does that conversation look like with the lender? With the lender? Okay. Yeah. So with the lender, it's just like any other short sale. You have to prove why the house is worth what you want to pay for it. Especially nowadays, these guys are smart. This is not like 2010 or something like that, where they're just taking anything. They want the top dollar. So you have to prove why the house is worth that. And that is a lot of fighting their BPOs, a lot of taking it up to the different managers. And you got to have some paperwork in hand. You got to have some appraisals. You got to have as much paperwork as you can. But the good thing about it is there usually is something wrong with every house if you look hard enough. <laughs> and what are examples of things that you find wrong? Is it roof? Is it structural? Is it? Yeah, structural. Okay, so roof, you present mold. that evidence. Yes. I have one of the best home inspectors on my team. This guy is certified nationally, which I recommend anybody flipping houses. You may do this, but have somebody on your team that does that, that that's their lifeblood and he can find everything that's wrong. And sometimes like this one house that I did, the guy had a balance with the bank for $2 million and I was able to buy the house for about five forty. Now you say, how in the world did you do that? Right? Well, just so happens that there were like rocks the way it was built, it was carved out from a mountaintop and the house was kind of too close 
to the rocks. Now, to be honest, which is nothing that's going to cause damage to the house, but it could. <laughs> and it's like against what is supposed to be in that particular town. So you have to look for that stuff. So we looked for it, we found it, and then we found how much it would cost to remedy that situation, which was not a small fee. And then we showed them, hey, this is why we should spend this amount of money. And they're not going to just roll over and take what you give them at the beginning, but keep on getting in there, be persistent. And eventually they're going to want to make a deal. That's how it works out. Rich, throughout this time, is the homeowner continuing to make payments? No. Okay. Because if they were making payments, the bank would not be interested in a short sale. Oh, if they were making payments, there would be no conversation. So they have to stop making payments. Okay. And that is something that is hard to swallow to some people, to some homeowners. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. So a lender now has a property where they're not getting paid on and they have this overwhelming fear that all these things are wrong with the house and you come in there and what's your typical discount percentage over fair market value? That I present to them, I present to them that I'm getting maybe 20, 25% of a discount, but in reality, I'm making sure that it's way lower than that. It's depending on the type of team you got that can do the work, you know, you can get things done for cheaper. And are these local banks, big banks? Big banks. All the big boys, huh? Big boys going at the Bank of America, the Chases, there's just so many of them. And do they ever come out to the property and look or is it all on paper? It's all on paper. I mean, they send out their BPOs. So it'll work like this. They'll send out exterior BPO agent. And What's a BPO? A BPO is a broker's price opinion. So okay. that's where an agent will go out there and give their opinion on what the house is worth. So that's what they're going to do first. They're going to send out an exterior BPO. Immediately, I'm like, get out of here. They don't know anything about the property. There's issues wrong with the property. They're not qualified. So then they'll send some interior BPO. Same thing. Knock it out. I'll trump it with a home inspection report. 
So then they may escalate it to where they get like an appraiser out there. So then I'll send them an appraisal for my end. And then I'll send them an engineering report. All of these things that are like certified that they can't deny. And from there, once they see all of that, they'll usually start negotiating because it's in their best interest to let this problem property go. You have a fair amount of time and money at this point tied up in this. What percentage of the times do you win the deal? Well, you know what? I would say this. I always win the deal. I may not win the deal as much as I want to. So I'm going to say that, but I'm always able to work out something reasonable. I may not get a home run like that one I just talked about, but I'll get it to around 30%. That's just average. I'll get it around there sometimes, which to me is not necessarily a home run, but I will never lose on any of these properties. And then Rich, from beginning to closing, how much time on average does each deal take? We're talking months, depending on situation, it could be way over a year because sometimes like we talked about earlier, you mentioned that if you're paying the mortgage, you can't go with this. And I'll just give you an example. There was a lady that I was working with. She was 75 years old, a very proud woman. And she paid her mortgage every single month. But there were so many fines on the property and the town removed her. She couldn't even live there. And I'm like, look, you have to stop paying in order for me to have this conversation to do what we need to do. And it took like two months to get her to agree to do that. Then it took like four months after she stopped paying to be able to talk to the banks. And then it took another four or five months to get them to submit to my will. So it it takes a while. It's a process. It's not a quick flip as far as getting some of these properties, but it's higher rewards. And you got to put the time in to wear them out. You have to put the time in. But the good thing about it is it's not a consistent, like it's not like I'm on the phone for eight hours a day, but you have to continuously call. And if you build a system which you need to to do this continuously, You'll have somebody in that position to just call and check on things and make sure they're getting what they need to have. And Rich, do you end up closing on these or do you wholesale the deals? I close on them. I go all the way. And then what do you do? Rehab them. Live in there for a couple of weeks and enjoy it? I wish I could live in it. My <laughs> wife would not have it. <laughs> all right. But I rehab them and then put them on the market. And then how do you find buyers? Is it within your network or just market it? Like no, just market it like normal. The market's still hot where there's buyers out there. So if you have a quality product, somebody will pick it up quickly. Is there a geographic area that you focus on or will you do this anywhere? I will do this anywhere, but the areas I focus on are New York, Westchester primarily, and Atlanta, Georgia. And the reason why is because I have teams of contractors in the area that I can depend on. And what other asset classes are you working on besides single families? Multifamilies and those that I hold. And I also mainly hold those in the Bronx or Westchester, New York, because I have a team to kind of take care of that when I'm not around. And did you take those down with a short sale also? Oh, yeah. All right. So here's a question everybody's wondering. Multifamily is so hot. How do you go to a bank and get them to short sale it? Oh man, it has to be a major problem with it. 
you know, and how do you also find operators that are struggling in multifamily? Is it the oh. same thing? Use your network or do you find other ways to find operators in trouble? Well, there's a few ways I go and I recommend for all of the people flip houses, do not just take one way. But one thing that I do that everybody should do is just think logically when a person's in trouble, where do they go? They'll go to the doctor. So if a person's in trouble, they go to a bankruptcy attorney or they go to a credit repair specialist. And then you create relationships with those people so that you can be an option for them to recommend you to help a person in trouble. That is great. Do you have a good example of a multifamily and numbers that we can run through and follow along? Oh, man. All right. So this is actually an example that is going on right now. This actually is not a short sell, but this is, I guess, something that you can find because of the times that we're in right now. So I got a call because I'm at the point where I'll finance other people to do deals too. The deal looks good enough. I'll put up the money for it and we'll do it a JV. And I got a call about a deal. This guy, he needs some creative financing. And what it was, he's 65 years old. He's not working. He owns a three family home in New York in the Bronx. They just told me the area. I didn't even see the home and I knew what it was worth. That's no my areas. So it's worth about seven fifty, and he only has $150,000 left on the mortgage, but he's not working. You can't get, you can't refi without a job. And he has a three family and his tenants have not been paying and they're not helping him signing the paperwork necessary to get money from the government. So he hasn't been paying the mortgage for two years and there's work that needs to be done. He has no choice. So in a situation like that, I come in and I try and make it fair. I, I want to make it fair for everybody by working out a reasonable number, which will probably be maybe three fifty, four hundred thousand, so he can have some money to do what he needs to do and pay off the property. And then I'll get the people out of there. I've had a lot of experience with yourselves. You have a lot of experience with people who don't want to leave. So I have a great legal team on that and that can help me expedite the process of getting them out of there and start all over again. But it's a lot of opportunities come through weird situations. And what I do and what I tell my little mentees to do is we have to be, become specialists, become doctors. We got to be able to diagnose the problem and try and help them make the best of the situation. And through that, I continue to win. And before I even offered that guy the deal that we're going to do, I tried to see if there was any way I can help him save it without me getting involved. Even though I knew it would be like an, an easy win for me, it's really sad that his tenants put him in the situation. And just because he's not working, he's not able to make any other moves. So that sucks. Yeah. Good for you for taking that approach and trying to do the right thing initially. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one -on -one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building 
deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Here's a problem you're probably not solving for right now. Have you ever had a tenant squat inside your rental and refuse to pay rent? Or are you worried about renting to a serial rent dodger? You've probably used a credit report for tenant screening before. But what if I told you you're missing out on info you need to properly verify prospective tenants? That's a problem. And the solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a summary of a prospective tenant's financial information using bank verified transactional data you can't get from a credit check. This includes monthly income, payroll, past rent payments, and identity verification. Rentify's reports also highlight non-sufficient funds, overdraft history, and missed rent payments. It's all available at www.trustrentify.com. The best part is Rentify's financial reports instantly verify the full financial picture of a tenant within minutes, so you will no longer have to waste hours or even days verifying their information manually. And you can eliminate the risk of being duped by fraudulent documents and losing thousands of dollars getting unreliable tenants evicted. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first report package. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com. Put in the promo code FAIRLESS, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first report package. I would imagine with all of these eviction moratoriums, there's going to be a lot of pain going around there for multifamily owners. Yeah. Yeah. What options would somebody like that have? Can they just go to their own lender and say, hey, listen, can we get a reset? Can we start over? What options would uh, typical? See, the lenders, the, the lenders wouldn't do that because there's no job. So they don't see how the money can be brought in. They need to see some type of income coming in. So, well, look, man, I can give you a job if you pay the taxes on it. You know what I'm saying? Thought of a situation that way. Or yeah. I said, well, maybe a situation if they have somebody they can trust to kind of uh, buy it through a corporation and be able to reset it that way because it's just a ton of equity. So if you have somebody with decent credit on your side and, and a few dollars to spend on closing costs, there's different moves you can make. But the banks, what they'll do right now, they'll delay it as much as possible. And that's a cool thing. But they, as of late, they're cutting people off. The time is up. People are going to have to start producing for these banks soon. Are you seeing a lot more opportunities in the pipeline? No, not yet. Everything is still pretty consistent. It has to come. But how it comes, I've been thinking about this because people, they're going to have to live somewhere. And the banks are not set up to do deals with everybody at once. Even if the short sales are foreclosures, they're not set up to go at everybody at once. So there's going to be some easing into it. And as far as the market, some people talking about the prices will go down. 
I don't think that's going to happen either. I think that because of the price of wood and everybody's just charging more money for everything, I think that the prices may stay consistent, but we may have some more activity as far as people buying and selling. But I'm anxious to see. In the meantime, I'm trying to make sure that I stay strict within my margin. So if there are changes, I won't get caught holding the bag when the music goes off. So you've done single families, multifamilies. Have you thought about doing non-residential commercial? I have. People spoke to me, but I'm just not that familiar with it. And I haven't spent the time to really learn that yet. You know, a great transition is buying a mixed-use building, so commercial on the bottom, residential on top. And the Mm -hmm. reason I love those is because commercial guys hate the residential aspect of it. Residential Mm -hmm. guys don't want to deal with the commercial part of it. So Mm -hmm. it's an asset class that falls between the cracks, and it's a great way for residential experts to get into the commercial realm without taking mm-hmm. a whole lot of risk, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. often the apartments will pay for the majority of your expenses and mortgage. So I would chase yeah. those and lenders don't like them at all. Most big banks will not finance a mixed use building. They hate them for whatever reason. They just don't fall into any category. So if you see any of those, I would chase them as well. Okay. I'm going to have to start doing some research into it. Yeah. Mixed use buildings. And that's for any of the best ever listeners that want to dabble into commercial. It's a great way to dip your toes in the water and get into that commercial realm. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Rich, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice is try and help people first. We know you want the deal. I want the deal. But we're dealing with people who are in trouble. They come to us, it's not because they want to be there. So it's very important to have empathy. And a person that you actually help stay in their home is worth 20 people whose house you brought because they're going to tell everybody. And then you're going to be the go-to person that people come to for help. And the truth is, everybody can't be saved. Some people are just too far gone, but you show them that and then they'll have no choice. But if you just automatically tell them that from the rip, they're going to be hesitant because it's a very sensitive space. So I would say just try and come from that area and you'll win. That is awesome. Rich, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. it. (laughs) Rich, what's the best ever book you recently read? Ooh, uh, Oversubscribed. That is a great book. What was your big takeaway from that? That I'm doing everything wrong. (laughs) My biggest takeaway from that is that every single thing is a process. And you have to create the atmosphere that you desire for people to come in and do business with you on your terms. What's an example of something that you had a huge pain point on that you systemized? It's funny because it's it's so little, but it was a big pain point. When I first started, I did all types of marketing. Um, One of the things I did was that was actually effective, but illegal was the bandit signs. A lot of times older people would probably call a bandit sign before they see it on the internet. And I hated doing that. Wake up early and run away from the cops or something like that. And I was able to build a team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that will go up there <laughs> put it up for me. So. That's awesome. So, Rich, what's the best ever way you like to give back? 
The best way I like to give back every year for my birthday, I try and help out the homeless with care packages. And that's something that started doing. And now I include my kids in it and, and we just try and give a little hope, a little love because we know that we're extremely lucky. So that is one way I always give back. That's great. Rich, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Man, you guys can find me on Instagram at Rich Young Lord. Young Lord is my producer name back when I was with Bad Boy. So you can find me at Rich Young Lord. Or you can go to my website, which is www10 flip commandments. There I talk about my commandments that I live by to make sure I don't lose any money on deals. So you can come by and check that out. Or you can just go to any social media. It's Rich Young Lord across the board. Rich, I want to thank you for being on our show today. What an amazing story from coming up in the music business to having that mentor that did real estate. It caught your attention and what a unique business plan that you have. So thank you for sharing all of your knowledge today with us. Uh, Well, thanks for having me. Like I said, I feel really good because I I listen to you guys and I always get great information and great ideas and just confirmation that as flippers, we're doing the best we can doing the right thing yeah awesome man thank you again best ever listeners thank you for joining us and have a best ever day